For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Recorded live. Hello, hello. Anybody there? Yes, I'm Jessica Yusuf. I'm here. Hey, Jessica. How's it going? Pretty good. How about you? Not bad. Not bad. Can't complain. So, I see, uh, looks like Jennifer. Jennifer on the call? Wow, I'm getting some, um, I'm getting, do I sound okay to everybody? Yes, you do, to me. Okay, okay. I was getting a little echo there. That's not cool. So, um, okay, who, who else? Jennifer, are you there? Peter, I'm here. It's Mary Ellen Landolfi. Oh, hey, Mary Ellen. How's it going? Pretty good. How are you? Not bad. Not bad. You're loud and clear. I shouldn't say loud and clear. You're clear. <laughs> I may be loud. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, Possibility. <laughs> I'm from New Jersey, so you know how it goes. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's like we, we, we make, we, and I'm from, I actually from New York originally, so. Oh, okay. Uh, so I I actually really like people from there. I I kind of banter with them really easily because that's sort of I think it's in your your blood, you know, if you're rich on that. So, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, who else just joined us? Like delay here because I see people um, have logged on to the call, but. Um, not hearing that. Um, do I have know? to do? Do I have to do both? Do I have to log in on the computer too? You don't. No. Okay. You don't. Um, just on the page yeah, where you, you have all the yeah, samples. You just, yeah. Right. Yeah. As long as you're, as long as you've called in, I mean, all right. The fact that I can hear you means that I you're on the call. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get basic. <laughs> um, yeah, as long as you've got that uh, the samples open, uh, you're uh, you're good to go. So, um, um, so oh, okay. And who's this? This is Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy, how's it going? Are you um, are you the one from um, it's saying Northeast Wisconsin? No, that would be no. me. This is Mark. <laughs> okay, hey Mark. Um, Jeremy, you're from Georgia, right? Yes, yes. Okay. I'm in Richmond Hill, which is uh just just basically right outside of Savannah. Oh, okay, okay. Now you know I'm in Atlanta, right? Yeah, yeah. I was actually up there last week. Uh, we evacuated. <laughs> for the oh, really? Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. Did you guys get uh, did Savannah get hit pretty hard? Um, certain areas got got it uh, pretty. You know, got it 
pretty bad. Pretty much everyone I know personally had just near misses. Um, right. Thank, thankfully, right. but uh, but there were certain areas that yeah that got hit pretty hard. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I, I think it was wasn't as bad as people were, you know, fearing that it might be. Um, so. <laughs> Except for the locals, you know, they were all like, it was worse than I thought because <laughs> they're so used to. It. Just narrowly escaping, you know, because right, it seems right. like every major storm we 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 skate out, uh, yeah. but but this one was a little little close for comfort. Everybody that I know that stayed uh, told me, yeah, we should have left. <laughs> ah, really? Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. See the lights pass before their eyes. Okay. Um, and we've got um, we've got another Oregon. It says Oregon is on the call. This is Joy Wells from Eugene. Hey, Joy. How's it going? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Doing fine. Um, and um, and someone from uh, Canada. We have our, our resident Canadian here. That's right. And from Vancouver Island. Oh, oh beautiful. That's nice up there. It is. It's a beautiful part of the world. Yes. Um, I have um, I have been up there. Uh, it's like kind of right across from. Well, I, I visited Victoria and some years back. Lovely place. And Canadians. I don't know if any of you have visited much in Canada. Canadians really are are such nice people. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> You've probably heard that. I mean, it's like everyone here goes, yeah, they're such nice people. <laughs> I mean, like. Un, almost unnaturally, <laughs> I shouldn't say it that way. That sounds well, like not everyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, right, right. Depends on the day. So, okay. And um, who else? Who else is on the call? We have a Southwest Pennsylvania on the call. That must be. Um, uh, I don't have all my lists in front of me. Who is that? Oh, it's just me. This is Jennifer. Hey, Jennifer. How's it going? How are you? I'm good, thanks. How's it going? Good, good, good. So I think, because I, I got an email from one of the folks that is not going to be, uh, she's going to have to miss it. So I think we actually have everybody on the call. So let's um, let's get started. And, um, you know, and the first, um, the first thing really is to... Um, um, introductions. So um, I just I want people to take um, 60 seconds to um, tell us, you know, a little bit about yourself. And I will, I, I will be timing, okay? Um, just to make sure that we. Don't Peter, did you time. say six seconds or 60 seconds? <laughs> Actually, I like to, I like to say six seconds. We'll be done in uh, under a minute, you know. So. Um, <laughs> No, I said 60. So I, okay. I, used say, I used to say 90, and uh, um, and then people, uh, you know, 90 turned it to you know 240 or something. So, but uh, anyway, okay. So um, uh, Jennifer, why don't you go ahead? Oh, okay. Um, so my name is Jennifer Gregg. Um, I live just outside of Pittsburgh, um, Pennsylvania, and. Um, so currently I work as a freelance medical writer, um, so I do a lot of continuing medical education, grant writing, um, some feature articles, that type of thing. 
Um, and uh, so I've been wanting to get into commercial writing, but really kind of didn't know where to start and, um, you know, wanted to just kind of expand my, uh, you know, writing abilities. So that's basically why I'm here, just to really get a grasp of, you know, the basics and um, kind of how to get started. Okay, that sounds great. You've come to the right place, so. Okay, good. Um, and, um, okay, how about, um, and that you did that, you did that under under 60 seconds. You get, great. You get, uh, you get brownie points. Yeah. Okay. Um, how about uh, Mary Ellen? <laughs> okay, hi, everybody. Uh, my Mary Ellen Landolfi. I live in New Jersey my whole life uh, on the Jersey Shore, so about 10 minutes from the beach. And um, I started out as a journalist. I was a journalist when I first graduated college. Took off a long time to raise my three kids and uh, help my husband run a consulting business for a long time. And I got back into freelance writing about eight years ago, um, just doing articles here and there, not really focused on commercial or businesses at all. And then about six years ago, I started a editorial services company uh, with a friend of mine from college. And we did a lot of medical proofreading and so forth. And really more on the editorial side. Eventually got into book editing, which I still do. Uh, my partner's situation changed about a year ago, and she had to go back to work full time. And I had really wanted to get more into writing, PR, type writing and more of the commercial writing case studies and that sort of thing so I've done a lot of I've had a lot of experience doing local press releases for a lot of small businesses media kits uh, okay, buyers brochures yeah. oh, sorry so, okay. yeah no that's fine that's fine just want to stay on track so um, well that's great thank you and um, thanks for being a part of it. So, um, is um, is Jeremy here. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Uh, my name is Jeremy McAbee. Um, I'm down uh, just outside of Savannah, Georgia. Um, currently, my day job is with a uh, full-service internet marketing firm, um, and we kind of specialize within uh, the legal industry. So I've written a lot of web content for uh, particularly like DUI and criminal defense attorneys. Um, my first job out of college, I took sort of a non-traditional route. I, I was in the Army straight out of high school. So I just graduated college in 2014. My first job out of school was uh, with a local newspaper. So I have a little bit of journalism experience. Um, I then held a job with uh, local government for about a year. And then I came on full-time with uh, my, my current job. And I actually read The Well-Fed Writer while I was still in college. So I kind of knew that that's ultimately where I wanted to be. So now I'm just kind of taking the steps to, to get there. So that's kind of my, my next move. Okay. Very good. And it was a, that was a perfect 60 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's great. And it sounds like you've got a very interesting mixed uh, background full of good, good experiences and a lot of very relevant experiences. So that can really help you. Um, yeah, I hope so. Yeah, and uh, okay, Mary, Mary Dyer. Yes, hi, everybody. First Oregonian here. Of, of yes, Greece. I'm. I'm from the east side of the state on the Columbia River Plateau. It's the dry side. 
right. A lot of people don't know Oregon has a dry side, but most of it's actually <laughs> quite arid. Uh, let's see, I started out as a staff writer for a small newspaper a long time ago, and then when I moved away, I moved to Portland, and I worked for a drug and alcohol treatment center. <clears throat> so when that job ended, I started writing about drug and alcohol treatment, and I've been doing that for several years. And so my goal was to just branch out a little bit. I just write primarily articles and blog posts, but I'd like to do case studies and white papers and some more of that type of thing. So I'm just trying to step up my game a little bit. All right. Very good. Um and and by the way, about three years ago, um, I took a trip out west, and I um, flew to Denver, and then drove literally a five thousand mile loop all the way up into you know down to the Bay Area and over. And, and I do know that that the, the eastern side were kind of amazing. I took pictures you know, where it's just desert, you know, and I said, guess yeah. what state this is? And people, you know, <laughs> I think in Arizona, New Mexico, you know. Uh, yeah, all, like, all the know, rain stops at the Cascades. It all just right. um, is blocked right there. So. Right. Yeah, it was uh, it was kind of wild. That, that, that's one of the wonderful things about travel, that it just tells these you know, right. preconceptions you have about certain things or areas or people or whatever. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Um, Aaron, okay, Erin uh, Shapley, she is from Portland. She is not going to be on this call, so unfortunately today she has a, a client meeting. Um, Mark, from DePere, De is it? DePere? Oh, DePere. DePere, okay. All right. You got it. Yeah, this is Mark Breister, and um, I live in DePere, Wisconsin, which is just south of Green Bay. Um, and okay. my... Yeah, go pack. Uh, not late, not lately. Um, right, right. But my uh, my background is mostly in engineering construction, and I've been studying copywriting for a while now, and decided to take the plunge, and I'm going to be starting up a, a freelance business. Uh, still working on my website, which is taking a lot longer than I thought. But um, so when I had a chance to sign up for this course, I, I jumped at it because I think it's a good chance to get kind of a look kind of behind the scenes um, yeah. at, at the thought process of what goes into a piece of copy. Yeah. Good. So I'm, Good. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Well, I'm glad you, you know, I'm glad you're here and I'm glad you found the right course. You know, it's like, it's like mm-hmm. you get on the plane and they say, mm-hmm. they say, uh, you know, if you're not planning on going to Cleveland, get off now, you know, you are in the right place. So. Right. Um, and uh, and you know I'm I'm listening to you know the experiences that you guys have and and needless to say kind of one of my mantras is always leverage what you know you know you may not want to write about a particular like your past career forever but starting out it just makes all the sense in the world to try to find businesses um, for whom your skill set and your experience uh, body of experience would be would be an asset. Um, and that's just smart because if they know that you know their language and um, and you know their corporate culture, let's say, and you know the vernacular and how they do business, um, in their mind they're thinking, shoot, you know, short learning curve, you know. So the, if it's the last thing a client wants is to have to hold somebody's hand through a whole process. And, uh, so, uh, so you know, by all means, uh, try to. Uh, <coughs> You know, use that background that you have. 
you know, I've learned from experience that everything you do, you know, there's nothing wasted. You know, you, you can put it to work. So, okay, great. Thank you, Mark. And um, Jessica. Okay, I'm, I'm Jessica Youssef. Apparently, I'm Texas. We're just south of Houston. I've worked for the past almost 20 years as a technical writer. The past year and a half, I'm freelance, and I work mostly in the chemical process. Okay. Year and a half, I'm freelance, and I work Jessica, Jessica, are you on a speakerphone? Yes. Okay. It's just yeah, it's just you're kind of tinny, and uh, is that better? Yeah, that's definitely better. So and. And by the way, just as a reminder, if you have, I know life intrudes sometimes, if you have any background noise that intrudes while, obviously not while you're speaking, but, you know, while you're listening, just hit star six on your phone and you will be muted. You'll still hear us. We just won't hear you and anything that's going on. And if you want to chime in, just hit star six again and then you'll be heard. So, okay, go on. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um. So I've been freelancing, and in researching future projects, I've noticed that a lot of the technical and manufacturing companies I'm following are looking for writers with commercial writing skills, which I do not have. Um, so a copywriter friend of mine recommended the Well-Fed Writer book, which I have found very useful for the marketing and scary stuff like that. Um, right. But then when I heard about the course, but I wasn't, didn't really feel like I had a good grasp of what actual copywriting was, right. other than what I get in the mail and I throw away. So right. this course seems a perfect opportunity to really just learn the nuts and bolts and expand my skill set into the commercial part of it in, additional, in addition to the technical writing. Very good. Okay. And, and that's great. And that's actually why I started this, because... Um, you know, it, it, it's just occurred to me over the years in talking with a lot of people and people I've coached and everything that the missing piece was the how. People could say, okay, I understand the business. I understand how I need to go, out, go about getting the job. But then once I get a job, it's kind of like the dog who chases the car and then what do you, you know, catches it, you know, now. Right. <laughs> so, um, so hopefully um, if, if the past is any indication, you will get, get exactly. Oh, great. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Okay. Um, Anne, up in Victoria, or, or, yeah. That's right. Well, hello, everyone. I'm Anne Hasselquist, and as Peter mentioned, I live in Victoria, which is on Vancouver Island in British Columbia. And I've been doing copywriting for a few years now, but very part-time, and I've taken some long breaks in between projects due to various life circumstances. I, I do want to work a little bit more um, in the future, and um, but not ramp up a a, a, a full-time career at all. I'm not right, in right. my life. And I'd like to actually do more nonprofit work. I've done some of that in the past. I'd like to do more. Um, and so I just signed up because it's just nice to have the opportunity for live interaction rather than just reading a PDF course. Right, and right. Um, I thought it would be very interesting to see a variety of different projects and, yeah. and discuss those. Good, good. Thank you. Um, and by the way, I, I have done quite a bit of nonprofit uh, work um, the last couple of years. And just because it's nonprofit doesn't mean it doesn't pay well. Um, you know, I mean, sure, if you're talking about your local animal shelter or the, the local theater group or the food bank or something, 
neighborhood organization. No, they're probably not going to have much money to pay you. But um, I have gotten uh, quite a bit of work through uh, a graphic designer, a husband and wife graphic designer team, who focuses on nonprofit. And uh, and I'm getting my rate. And the organizations that they um, work with have budgets. And so, um, uh, you know, it's not always that case. And certainly in the nonprofit arena, it's more likely that you'll find entities with less money, but um, just because you decide to go that route doesn't mean you're destined to have to take less. So, so hopefully that should be encouraging. So. That's good. Well, I have I have written for some large nonprofits in the past, and yeah, you know, they so don't, you know they don't blink goes. an eye. Um, no, at, right. At my yeah, rate. Non, yeah, nonprofit is an accounting term. So. <laughs> yeah, that's um, right. Right. Um, okay, is um, is Liz here? She is. Good afternoon. Hey. Hey. So I'm in Cuba. Right. Yeah, Missouri City, Texas, which is on the southwest side of Houston, where uh, Jessica is on the southern side. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so I am um, I'm making a major career change. For the last 25 years, I've been doing. I worked for IBM. I work for HP now, and it's always been the large system sales. But I have a journalism degree. And uh, IBM lured me away from the Southern paper by offering me two and a half times what the Southern paper was going to pay me. And it's been kind of downhill ever since. But no, it's been a great run. And so, but I'm ready to make a change. The business has changed tremendously. I've been in sales all this time. And uh, on the side, I have been writing, I I job out RFPs for people because some of these can get pretty technical and complex. So I will draft up responses for them. And so, I think the leverage what you know is a great a great idea because I've been kind of casting about. But it is my plan that by January I have my business up and running. We have a, quite a few tech companies here in town, uh, and I know people there, and so I intend to go in there and just see in terms of white papers, RFPs, technical documents, whatever it is, and and see what what I can get started. So I'm looking okay. forward to the class. Excellent. Sounds like you're a good point. So. Um, Okay, and finally, uh, Joy. Joy Hi, I'm 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 Joy Wells from Eugene, Oregon, and I have been a teacher for 25 years, and I've been an English teacher and uh, social studies, and I've done a lot of writing for my school district and uh, other writing for free for people trying to start the idea of a of a writing business and uh, been inspired by Peter's work for quite a while, reading your work, Peter, and your generous uh, your generous email newsletter has been very inspiring to me. Thank you. So uh, I'm excited. I'm going to give you an extra minute, okay, if you, if you agree to say even nicer things. <laughs> but anyway, I want to go, I want to go part-time as a teacher and uh, do this part-time and this will be a good start for me to see the work samples and I'm excited about writing. Good, good. And and you probably know, mm. I mean, apropos of the conversation we just had about leverage in the background, there's any there's any number of possibilities, um, you know, for picking up writing work through, you know, edu- the education system. So, um, and, you know, I think I, I actually, in The Welfare Writer, I had interviewed somebody or got information from, um, somebody who worked in uh, 
um, in education and we're talking about all the different avenues that you might pursue. So again, you may not you know want to do that forever, but uh, it might be a bad way to get get started. So. Thank you. Um, okay, so let us jump in. That's great. Good to get a sense of everybody, and I assume I didn't miss anybody, correct? So, um, okay. Um, I am going to be um, sharing a lot of stuff uh, in the next four sessions. Uh, so we're going to be moving at a pretty good clip. Um, you know, as such, I'm, I'm guessing you'll be going back to the recordings and samples to review them. And while I definitely don't want to discourage um, any any and all questions. Um, because you can go back and review the material, I'm going to focus on trying to give you as much information as I can so that you have that many more tools uh, in your toolbox moving forward. So um, I am, um, and just a, a couple of reminders, um, again, star six to, un to mute yourself, star six to unmute yourself. Um, I am not um, the type to generally be prone to power trips, but for the next four sessions, and because we have so much ground to cover, um, I'm going to be the boss, meaning if comment or question seems to be going on and on, uh, I won't be shy about, you know, nicely, you know, cutting it off uh, so that we can, uh, so we don't get too far behind. So, again, do not want to discourage questions. That's the whole point of it, but remember, um, session four, can be is dedicated fully to Q and A, um, and and actually I'm going to dedicate it to Q and A and anything else that anybody wants to talk about, including some of the stuff we talked about in the first three uh, session, including even going back and looking at some samples if you have other questions. That's all part of Q and A. So um, the samples I'll be sharing are not to be considered the right way, the best way, or the only way to have done a particular project. They're just one way. And yes, a way that the client liked and paid well for, and that counts for something. Uh, but there are often many ways to get a job done. So you know, stay, open, stay open to, to different approaches. And certainly in the realm of the more hardcore you know, lead generating type pieces like email marketing, direct mail, direct response, landing pages, um, things like that. There are best practices that have been developed, refined, stumbled on sometimes, you know, or otherwise gotten around to um, in a number of ways, which have proven to be effective, and we'll discuss some of those as well. But what you know, point I want to make is that there is, and for the experienced folks, and by the way, the, the folks who have been at this maybe a little bit longer, I really welcome your input. Uh, if you have, you know, some insight into a particular Thing we're discussing, please, you know, weigh in because that makes it richer for, for everybody. Um, but they can probably back me up on, you know, there is there is so much bad writing out there that that even just following some basic rules is going to yield a final result, you know, far better than the norm. Not saying that we should shoot for the low bar, <laughs> but just know that the low bar is there. So. Um, <laughs> I read somewhere once that you, you can't really teach skills, that all you can do is give people tools. And then those tools, plus multiple experiences over time, will eventually equal skills. So that's 
kind of how I look at what we're doing here. I'm giving you some ideas, some tools, tactics, devices, for lack of a better word, some perhaps new ways of thinking about the craft of commercial writing. It's obviously up to you to take those ideas, put them into practice, alter them to suit different situations, add your own elements, your own style, your own voice. And over time, you'll just get better at it. Um, and one really nice part of getting better is just being able to refer back to projects you've done in the past and use what you've learned from those earlier efforts about what to do and what not to do often to help you bring more expertise and depth of thinking to current ones. And, and that's where it can really get fun. When you, you look at a new project and you can quickly figure out how to proceed, uh, and that makes you valuable to clients. reasons it can boost your earnings is because you're getting projects done faster and get the same good fees. So um, another thing, one of the reasons I feel like I'm good at what I do and get paid well for it is that I'm able to take ownership of a project, which is what a client wants. I'm not looking to the client and or a designer if they're involved, usually they are, to dictate to me everything that needs to get done. Um, if you're starting out, and I know not everyone here is, um, but you'll be likely taking more of your cues from your clients as you get your feet on the ground. But over time, as you learn from each project and you learn what works and what doesn't work and different strategies for making uh, any given piece more effective, you can just bring more tools to the table. That's simple. So, so I will take some creative initiative when I write, and I'll also make design suggestions if I something occurs to me, always being clear that it's a suggestion. I always try to say, make a joke out of it and say, don't you love it when writers play designer or something like that and everybody laughs, but at least they know that I'm not encroaching or telling them what to do. And you'll get a, you'll get a good sense of design after a while. And um, a lot of my ideas have been welcomed by a designer because she gets the same thing, but she didn't have to come up with the idea, you know, for it. So, um, so the bottom line, what I'm doing always, and this is the whole point of this, this workshop, is trying to make something more interesting to read. And even more importantly, I'm asking, how can I make sure that this does get read, or at least boost the chances that it'll get read and in turn act it on? Um, so to keep these ideas um, that we'll be discussing first and foremost in your mind, not only as we look at these samples here, but as you proceed in your own project work, and let them frame how you approach writing the copy for a particular project. You can't help but be a better writer. So, and also notice, and you'll see this when we get started in one minute, I want to stop talking about the, all the stuff, slide examples. Um, notice how I format copy. You know, um, an anal retentive nature can actually be your best friend in this field. It's good to button things up and you'll see what I mean. So, so let's jump in here and um, and start um, looking at stuff. So is everybody logged into the uh, the samples? Yes. Yep. Okay. Um, and you'll notice that at the top or wherever it is in your thing, it, uh, it says writing exercise. And we'll be discussing that actually right exercise. Let's open up the, the number one, uh, the one that says one in front of it, one try plus PAS plus on try. Everybody, everybody with me? Yep. yep. All right. So click, double click on that and open it up. 
By the way, I finally got smart. The last three times I've done this workshop, I had separate samples. Every single sample was a separate file. Oh my God, I probably I probably ended up adding 30 minutes on every day, every session because of that. So I got smart. It's not that it would be all that smart to figure that out. And I, and I uh, aggregated all of them together. So you'll notice if you if you mouse if you run your mouse down at the bottom, there's a little thing that pops up that allows you to, to, to blow it up a little bit, reduce it a little bit. So get where it's where it Okay. So let's look at it. For those of you who've got my toolbox, you may recognize this sample because it's in there, but it's a good place to start. Um, and this is a trifold brochure. And this is what you're seeing here is the copy that I turned in to the client that didn't see the final version. So um, brochures are a good project type to study, especially trifold, because they can help you learn how to build a case for a product or service, which is a skill transferable to most any other project. So whether or not you ever do a trifold brochure, but if you're starting out, chances are you probably are going to do one. Um, and we'll actually be looking at several brochures of different types. Um, so does anything jump out at you um, when you first uh, when you first look at this, at this and the second page. Do you, do you all know what you're looking at here? So this is unfolded, of course. The second page is the inside spread when it's completely opened up. And the first page up top is from right to left is the front panel, the back panel, and the, and the panel that folds in that you see first when you open up the piece. You all with me? Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Just want to make sure, because if it's the first time looking at something, you might go, huh? So, um, so anything you notice about this, you know, right off the bat? It's results focused. Okay. And, and you're getting even a little, even a little ahead, but that's good. So. First of all, you know, I, when I turn in copy on a trifold, I've always got to break it down into three columns, okay, which is very easy to do. And, and, and forgive me if this is like basic, basic, but I, I always assume that others aren't as proficient with words as they'd like to be. But. So three-column format, um, and what that allows me to do is get a real good sense of how much copy I have. And if I have too much copy, and, and I'm leaving space, in many cases, holes for pictures, images, whatever. So, um, so yeah, it, it, and, and who, what is, all right, first you just answered. What did you just say? No, it was me, Mary Ellen. I said it's results focused. That's what pops out at me. I think you see right. a lot of brochures that are lists of services or lists of, of different things, and this is right. like, it's results. That's what jumps out at me, at least. That's right, and that's and and another way of saying results is benefit. Okay, um, and that you know what we're gonna we're gonna be talking a lot about features and benefits uh, when you create a piece. And uh, you know, I talked about this in this book, and you probably heard it whether you remembered or not. You know, features are the things about, like Mary Ellen was just saying, the things about a company. You know, we've been around 25 years. We have 500 products, 24-hour customer service. Are people have an average, you know, experience level of 20 years, whatever. All that stuff is about the company, you know, or the products that they 
always want to begin with benefits, follow with features, uh, because the client doesn't care about your company until they get that you get them and what's important to them. So, and you know, not to say features aren't important, but um, you got to hook them first. So, um, so notice that if you scroll down to the second page, um, and we can just move. Let's just move down to the actual brochure. You know, the first, the first text version would just be how it looks. So, um, notice that other than her name on the front cover, it's not until the about two thirds of the way down of the of the main spread that I even mention her. Okay, so what am I doing? You know, um, with this. Front cover. So just, you know, what have I accomplished with this front cover by saying peaceful families, happy families, um, as well as that inside flap, which is at the far left. Imagine a family where. So you open that front flap, and that yellow flap is going to be the first thing you see before you open it completely. So what have I accomplished there? You made me read the rest. <laughs> Yeah, and why, and why is that? Like, you know, put yourself in the shoes of somebody. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, and, and, and I'm going to be, I'm going to be throwing out questions. You may feel like I don't know the answer to stuff. You know, that's why I'm here, <laughs> and that's fine. Um, but I also don't want to spoon feed you everything. <laughs> so, you know, if nobody answers, then I'll answer. But uh, I want to, I want to give you a chance to kind of do it yourself a little bit. So, um, you know, she, as she explained. To me, by the time someone comes to her, they're pretty desperate. They're having some serious problems with their kids. So the idea of having some good days, <laughs> yeah, they really like that, you know. Um, and then, and then, imagine a family where, okay, you go down the list, and maybe they can't even remember what that's like if they have a really bad kid, um, but they sure want it, and. Um, and so, you know, right off the bat, you're not talking about yourself. You're talking about what's in it for them, you know, getting their attention. And anyone who's in that situation, go, ooh, yeah, talk to me. And then, of course, you go into the second, uh, to the main spread, and in that first panel, tantrum, scenes, chronic misbehavior, you're kind of, you're kind of bringing them back to reality um, because they're probably going, check, 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 okay. And then you rescue them again um, with, uh, you know, by introducing her and all she can do. Now, there's a lot more copy in on this second page than I would have liked and, and than I suggested, but she really wanted it. So, you know, that's the thing about what we do. We don't get to, we don't get to do it the way we want to do it. We have to do it the way they want to do it. So, um, but I try to as much as possible with subheads and, you know, with images. I, and no, I didn't design it. Somebody else designed it. Um, and different fonts and colors to, to, to break up the top. So um, just trying to get you to see the structure of the piece, understanding how to structure a piece of copywriting is just as, if not more important, 
than having good writing skills. Um, given the requirements of our world and given my drivers, I'd actually rather have a writer who understands the structure well and is a decent but not amazing writer as opposed to the opposite. So, okay, any questions on this so far? Uh, I actually, I, this is Jennifer, I have a question. Um, yeah. So, obviously, um, in the brochure, there's a number of, um, you know, what I think of as teen points um, of, the, yeah. of the parent who's coming in for this service right. or for this help. So was that something that you developed with the client then? Um, Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So so yeah, we sit down and and uh, get a whole sense of, of her because you know oftentimes clients, especially a small client like this, they they think I'm going to be coming up with just a brochure that's like the regular brochure, you know, like like everyone's seen, you know, typical reader buster, you know, licensed parent therapist, parenting mm-hmm. consultant, like a million others, you know. Um, but in talking with her and getting a sense of, okay, who are the people who come to you and at what point do they come to you and what are they looking for and what are they wrestling with and what do they want, you know. I mean, a lot of these questions are, if you think about it, they're fairly self-evident. Um, right. And, and so in, in order to get this kind of information, you know, sure, if you just wanted a standard brochure, you could just say, "What do you do? How do you do it?" Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, but coming from that, you know, sales and and most of the brochures you see out there are going to be like that. Um, but coming from a sales background, I always knew that it's much more important to talk to the person about what's important to them. So yes, um, you, you you know you, you you have a conversation with them. You ask enough questions. You let them talk. You let people talk long enough, and they will give you everything you need to. Mm-hmm. to Create a great story, really. So, and that's what I look at this as. Even though it's a brochure for a service, it's still a story in play. So, um, you know, you're, you're 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 giving them a chance to see themselves. You're giving them a chance to, you know, relive the pain, but giving them a vision of hope for the future, and then rescuing them and giving them that that uh, next steps. So, okay, does that answer your question? Yes, thank you. Okay. Let's move down to the next one, which is another trifold brochure. And um, this one, very, very, very different business. This was a company that sold um, hair extensions. <laughs> and this was the affiliate program for Stylist. Um, and they needed a brochure that they could hand out at trade shows, that they could just give to people that they, you know, saw here and there, and that they could mail. And that's why this, this first page of the copy version, text version, is blank in the middle because as you'll see from the second page, um, you know, it, it's a mail piece, so it, so it can be mailed. Now, you may notice, and that's okay, that the um, there may be some things in the final version that aren't exactly the same as this text version. And, and the client made some changes. And, uh, so scroll down to the next one. Um, and um, I had some fun with the um, with the tagline on the front, you know, ready for your cut. Um, and and you know it's just think about the arena that you're in, you know, and um, 
you know, hair and it's stylists and make a list of words that have to do with what they do and um, and then, you know, maybe a list of words that have to do with affiliate and and it just happened that, you know, the word cut was a perfect word for, for both sides. So, um, again, the same kind of dynamic here. Um, where you know high quality affordable hair extensions for your clients, that's when easier money for you. So you're letting them know that if they send their clients to to you, you're you know you're going to take care of them with good quality products, and if you're going to be a, an affiliate for them, that it's not going to be a lot of time and money, you know, uh, or not a time invested on your part to do it. So, and that's why we just said you know your job and client card make money. Period. Our job, everything else. Okay, and and then um, then you've got that the left panel there at Next Level Hair. We know a few things about you. So what have I what have I done in, with that copy there? <clears throat> kind of an ego stroke, isn't it? You know, it's kind of like, you know, you work hard every day. Yeah, yeah, you do. You want to do right by your clients. Darn right I do. Da, 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 da. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's, you know, again, speaking to them. We're not, we're not even really talking about the products much here. We're talking about them, what's important to them. And, uh, and then you move into the actual, um, the actual uh, main spread of the copy. And uh, you start out on the left. Clients in your chair and planning on buying a hair extension. Why shouldn't you make 10% of any purchase they make? Yeah, why shouldn't I? <laughs> so, and then and then it goes down the list of of uh, you know not only about the product but the program itself. So the idea is these and these are features. Okay, so once you've gotten their attention, let them know that uh, we're looking out for you. We've got to want to help you make money. And it's going to be not much time on your part. Then they get it, and then it's boom, boom, boom. You know, and it's uh, subheads that make it easy for someone to scan um, and read what they, you know, want to read. And and then down, you know, so how do I get my cut? So there's your call to action. You always have a call to action at a, on on most pieces where you're trying to get them to take that. that. Okay. Any questions on this? Peter, it's Mary Ellen. Just yeah. I guess just one comment. I like I like the way the on the the column on the side that says that's got the you know how here's how we're making it easy for you to make money because yep. there are some people since you are it's kind of it is still a bit a business to business thing because you're talking at salons. Absolutely. Some, uh, at some level. I have a. They're going to want to know. Okay, what? But what do I have to do? Like this is all well and good, right. but they're going to want details at some point too. That's right. That's right. And it's so, nice and streamlined the way they did it. Right, and 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 it's being very realistic that the average person isn't going to spend a lot of time doing this. So you got to make it easy. And so, but yeah, so you get their attention by saying it won't take much time. But then you're absolutely right. You have to spell out what does that not much time translate to. Mm. You know real world. That's really well done. Yeah. Well, it's, and it's, but it's, it's fairly formulaic. I mean, is there anyone here? Yeah. 
think they could do something like that. So, um, and I think it's going to be, you know, far more effective um, than just, not I think, I know it'll be far more effective than just a brochure. So, um, okay. So, this, this is, this is um, good stuff so far? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, okay, it looks just, looking good. Just want to make sure. Okay. Um, all right, let's jump to the next one. Now, the next one is um, a little interesting. The, the first, uh, little bit smaller, so okay. How this project unfolds? Okay, what you're seeing right there, this like odd red and purple and yellow and whatever, was the existing version. This is this was a before. Okay, um, a client, my client, approached me to edit an existing version of a piece. Um, she had hired <laughs> big mistake. She had hired her nephew, <laughs> um, the, you know, a college kid who had a course or two in design. Mistake. To, to design this piece. Now, here's the, um, here's the premise of this piece. You're a private school. You would list a profile about your school on this particular site, and parents hunting for private schools could come visit the site and learn all about it. Okay. So this was the brochure, a combination brochure and a mail piece. So again, it was something they would hand out at trade shows, they, or maybe they have trade shows for you know people looking for private schools, um, and as well as something to mail out to to prospects. <clears throat> Clearly, the nephew was shooting for some creative multifold design, which can sometimes work. You know, you've seen these things where it almost looks picture picture like uh, one of the, like a red cross, like the red cross logo. You know, equal, equal block with a block in the middle and then a block. They all fold in on top of each other. I'm not sure that's exactly what he was going for here, but he was going for something kind of funky. And you know, that's that's you know great. It can be effective for certain products or services, but I knew that in this case, they needed to build the case in a more logical, sequential way, and his design was was just what accomplished that. So and I so I told her, you know, because originally she hired me and it was gonna be like Two hours, if that, of editing, and I was charging her two dollars. So I told her she needed to do two, three, two, three things if she wanted the piece to be effective. One, um, scrap, scrap version one completely and start over. Two, fire her nephew and hire a real designer <laughs> in time, and and I and raise her initial budget for from two hundred fifty to a thousand dollars to rewrite the whole thing. So she trusts me, so she said yes. So this is how the thing, you know, ended up. Now, this one you might want to, this first thing, which is a cool thing my designer did called it all angles brochure. You might want to blow this up a little bit so you can look at it. But then we'll be looking at each of the pieces in a little more detail. So um, let's look. Okay, so this first, um, First panel up top. Um, what do you notice about it? 
which is the front panel, by the way. And you can, so you can get, can you get a sense of how this thing opens? So there it is all folded up. Then you open up to the left, and that's what you, and what you're looking at, and, you know, is, is the one below it to the left. So you're looking at the one with the two pillars and the red doors. And then if you just, as it is, you flip it over onto its back, that's what you would be looking at. Then if you open the doors, okay, then you'd be looking at the spread below that. And then the last one gives you a sense of that. Okay, everybody with me? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So, today's lesson is introducing a powerful, proven, incredible student recruitment tool for your school. What does that, what does that accomplish? That's, your, that's a good hook. Because these are the things, and this is, you know, this is what I think Jessica's question before. This is... Um, you know, in conversation, you find out, you know, okay, what are the hot buttons for this audience? Recruitment and retention. They want to get people in. They want to keep people there. That's fairly self-evident in a school, okay? Certainly, most people could get the, the, the recruitment piece. The retention piece, they might not realize that, you know, hey, people leave. So, so they want to they want to move around. So that right there, hopefully, is going to get the attention of somebody in this position, okay? And so then you, you know, you open it up, you open that up, and you end up, let's go, let's kind of go back to that one up top just to see what it looks like. So it's the two pillars and the, um, and the doors. And, you know, my designer, I love my so she came up with this. I mean, pillars. I mean, that's such a great metaphor for what you're talking about. It's definitely the pillars of their business. Okay. And it kind of looks academic a little bit, educational, you know, school, you know, doors that open up. Okay. So, you know, the first one, recruitment. What if parents of prospective students could visit could visit a website administered by a third-party company so it's more credible to view school info along with feedback and ratings from current parents about their kids' experiences in school. <laughs> that sounds good. And then, of course, the, the uh, retention piece, you know, what if parents of current students who provided their own input could view feedback of fellow parents? Might it provide an opening to the school to address common concerns and make improvement all with an eye towards retention? So, and then see how your story, school success story would unfold, and then come inside, or actually come inside, see how your school success story would unfold. Okay. Um, and then you, um, so you're, you're painting that positive, you know, outcome, the results, as we talked about before, that that client is definitely going to want. And, um, you know, and letting them know that, that this is this is the goal. And then once you think the benefits, then you can get into features. Okay. And then we get into what is parent of the school? It's an online resource blah blah blah. And then boom, boom, boom. Four in the next column up here. Four different uh, points to make. Again, not a lot of copy here, because it's really just trying to get them get them uh, Intrigued and give them, you know, the basics of this, and it's scannable. Different 
colors, you know, let me look at it quickly. Why join it? Okay. Boom, boom, boom. Now the three different points. And again, all come down in conversations, people get And then finally, last but not least, by any stretch, is how does it work? Okay. This is a part that so many, so much marketing material forgets, overlooks, gives short shrift to, whatever. You know, if somebody is looking at getting involved with something, buying something, whatever, enrolling, subscribing, you know, sometimes they're 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 almost there. They're they're basically there, but the only question left in their mind is, okay, well, what happens when I say yes? What's going to happen next? Okay, and a lot of marketers assume that that's not important, and that's very and this explains to them, you know, basically, if you say yes, this is what's going to happen in the order it's going to happen. And so they, they read this and go, ah, okay, then they'll do this. Okay, then we'll call, then we'll have a call, or then we'll fill out this, or, you know, whatever. But at least they understand the gist of it. Okay? And, um, and then you've got, your, you've got your call to action uh, off the left. Raise your hand. So any, any questions on that? Yeah, this is Jeremy. Just a quick question on the, the design process. And I, I know you said you worked with your designer, meaning the designer you have a longstanding relationship with. Mm -hmm. um, One of them, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, did, did, that, did the designer give – did you guys brainstorm on some ideas? Um, I'm only asking to get a sense of, you know, your I, process with writing yeah, a copy – because I, right. I'm a visual person, you know, I like to see, at least have an idea of what it's going to look like, before, you know, and then I can, I can write. Yeah, I, um, you know, I actually suggested the chalkboard idea uh, to them, and they liked it. And I can't recall the exact, um, the exact way it unfolded, because there's no one way that every project unfolds. It can be... Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes I'm writing the copy and the design will accommodate it. Sometimes I'm writing the copy for a specific hole in an already created design. Sometimes I'm collaborating with the designer to create the design and copy together. Um, and I think in this case, we probably had a, um, because I think she was familiar with my designer. She and I had worked on a project for a long time before. Um, but uh, I think we had a conference call. We kind of talked about these things. And then my designer went away and, and created a uh, uh, some different mock-ups, and and, uh, and then we proceeded from there. So, but um, uh, but it you know the two processes are sort of uh, proceeding concurrently in a sense, mm -hmm. um, both the copy and the uh, you know. So again, I wish I could be more specific than that, but it's you know, uh, there isn't there isn't one way it. Okay. Yeah, right. No, it's all good. And I know with brochures, you know, a tripod brochure is pretty standard, so you kind of know how much yeah. copy at least they're about. But something like this, it's a, it's a little bit of a different design. So just well, pick. right, right. And and we're going to be looking at another gatefold, you know, in a little bit that's the same thing. So, um, and, um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it, it really all comes down to, okay, what's the best way to convey this information? What structure? What physical format of the piece will facilitate the, the best 
kind of case building process um, of of any. And and again, you'll you'll develop your own sense of this after a while. But again, this is all ideas. You know, these ideas, and, and you'll you know you you have a client where you you have to create a piece that about project X, Y, or Z, or product X, Y, or Z. Um, and by having these different ideas in your mind, you can say, well, you know, I think the best thing to be uh, to go this route. So anyway, that's, that's really all I'm trying to do here. So. Okay. And again, yeah. Uh, this is Anne from Victoria. I, I like the way you, um, and I found it very interesting how you handled that potential object objection with an asterisk. So under ah right four. right 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 good point yeah um, there was a there was a she's pointing out this thing at the uh, under how does PAS work so and they asked us what if a lot of parents uh, express concern over the same issue we can remove it from the posted review provided the school agrees to leading the address because it was one of those things that you did not want to compromise that third-party credibility, you know, uh, aspect, and have people, you know, oh, you're cherry-picking or, you know, you're not you're hiding, whitewashing over problems. So uh, we agreed that that was, a, uh, that was a good middle ground so, mm. where, where both sides could live with it. So, so okay, good. Um, and again, a lot of stuff to cover today, so I, I'm, I'm going to try to give you as much uh, as I can uh, to, to, to study and uh, you know, on your own. So, um, okay, this next piece um, was a brochure that I did for uh, basically an office suite uh, kind of, uh, but kind of an office suite comp uh, concept kind of on steroids. And here's an example of of a uh, of a tagline that I, I came up with. Taglines are a they're kind of a special skill, but there's a certain process to them. Um, and we were talking about that earlier about just getting how do you get your cut, you know, that uh hair salon. You know, you write down all the words related to a particular subject. In this case, one of those words was space. You know, so uh, because you're talking about inspector suite. The word has several meanings and in several contexts, including this new agey meaning. Um, and given the concept, which is not only executive suite, but one with, you know, courses and, you know, cross-pollination with different um, other service providers, whatever, um, I came up with this idea that space to be an entrepreneur, so uh, which has a very literal meaning and a very you know uh, figurative meaning. So they like that, and uh, um, and then the the interior, little busy, um, which wasn't my you know wasn't my doing, but um, I, I still like how it's laid out, and the designer included call outs and sidebars. So um, while there's a lot of information, it doesn't um, and you know, again, it's building a case. In fact, small businesses employ 80% of the work. Where you choose to set up shop and make the future make the difference. Highlighting in different colors the way that uh, stuff that you want people to read. So, um, okay, somebody sounds like they're clumping around or something. Just if you know it's you, and, and might want to get your star six, but. Uh, 
um, I'm going to move on to the next piece. This, this is just the first to copy version uh, of a brochure for a biomass uh, gasification process. It turns biomass many years ago, actually. Um, and I'm just including the first um, couple of pages of the uh, of the copy that I turned in because I, I think it's I think it's hopefully it's useful for you to see how copies turned in and the notes that I wrote to the client and so you can see what's cool and what's acceptable and what's good formatting and all that. So and you know the the final version always ends up being a Again, had a big meeting, sat down with them. You know, the goal was to create this piece that was that could that could explain a fairly complex process um, fairly simply. And um, and and that's the other thing. You know, a brochure capabilities brochure like this. The goal is not to get them to buy right then and there. The goal is to get them to take the next step. So you don't have to tell them everything. Offline overview, uh, but with enough detail that they, they understand. Uh, so, so let's scroll down to the uh, the actual piece itself. Um, and you know, again, proven viable, cost effective. Now, what, what, what do you what do you why do you think I chose that? And when they chose that, I suggested that they chose. How about because there is a perception that this kind of technology is down the road. It isn't really viable yet. So you want people to know right off the bat that this is a real thing. This isn't, you know, pie in the sky. Proven, viable, cost effective now. Okay. And then, you know, fully a mature, fully proven technology. This was actually a, a, a sort of a, this was a booklet one. So you open up the front cover, and that's the first spread that you see. Okay, and this was application. The first spread shows the application, the attributes, and then you get into the process itself. And this was the different boom, boom, boom. The different now again, you or I, you know, looking at this, I don't know. But we're not the person to be reading. So you're always talking, you're always writing it to the person to be reading it. But the nice thing about this is that it can speak to a lot of different audiences that have varying levels of technical um, facility with all of this stuff. So, so at the top of this, you've got step one, two, three, four, five, and six. Uh, tells you exactly what happened, and then below that, you know, you have call outs that, that show the actual process. So, um, and then, uh, and you know, and, and we, we went over in the conversation, one of them, what are the key points that you want to make? What are the points that you, you know, that you feel like are most important to you? So, again, asking questions to, to get the information. And then we've got a couple of uh, actual success stories here, you know, and then your, your, your final uh, back page. So, um, any questions on this? And this one, we are done with this uh, particular one. Um, 
when you're doing well, something. Mar- oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Oh, uh, this is Joy. I was just going to say, when you're doing something like this, it seems so. It seems so technical. You probably do. You feel like you had to learn a lot to be able not, to pull something like really. this off. Not, not really, because they. The way I explained it to them was. And, and most clients, if they hire me as a marketing copywriter, and if you end up, you know, putting out your shingle as a marketing copywriter, most clients, especially if they're talking about technical stuff. Now, that said, I don't do highly technical stuff. I'll pass that on to other people. But this I didn't consider highly technical. Um, they understand that the most important thing they need from someone like me is the marketing uh, chops. The the technical stuff. I can have, I can get a quick and dirty you know um, sense of things from talking to them enough to be able to put something in order and then they can go back and correct any technical errors that I made. Far more important that I have the, the marketing chops than um, than the technical chops than the other way around. You know, someone who knows all the technical stuff but isn't a marketing copywriter. What's the point? So. Um, Everything will be nice and accurate, but it won't be very effective. So, um, so that's a that's a that's a case that you can actually make to somebody. You know, hey, I I'm not a technical person, but you're hiring me for the marketing stuff, and 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 you put it that way, and they're going to go, yeah, you're right. So, okay, someone else had a question. So I guess I just this is Jennifer again. I guess I just have a a, a general question, and maybe I don't know if you'll talk about. Um, your pricing strategies at some point, but it, you know, this last example seems like it's, you know, fairly, um, or I would imagine it might have been more work and more time overall this, than the previous examples. So correct. This, okay. This was, a, this was about a $3,500 project. Okay. So I was going to ask, I mean, do you have, um, do you just do, are you doing mainly hourly uh, charging no. or do you do, Project basis, oh, or what's your only, strategy? Only project pricing. Okay. Only project pricing. And we can, and let's say, you know, save up these questions, and we'll talk about them, and I'll give you more detail on them on in session four. Okay. Okay. You know, but yeah, we'll we'll be I'll be happy to talk about that. But this, you know, you know, the focus of these first three sessions really is craft, and then we can okay. get into all the other stuff like that. Okay. Okay. Great. Thanks. All right. Um, let's move on to number two. We're already a little behind. Okay, uh, number two that says FM Bro Jobber da da da. Okay, everybody with me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So much easier. I can't believe I didn't do this before. Stage <laughs> people like, which one? Which one would take like you know, forty-five seconds to get everybody looking at the same one? Uh. Oh god. Okay. So uh, this is another. This is another brochure, and this word up here, structure. That. For this whole section, that isn't that wasn't on the brochure. I just put it somewhere else. Please forgive the bad scan job, but you know I I, oh, I didn't have this as a PDF from the designer, so I actually have to scan. So um, this was for a um, a mortgage company, um, and first thing is I I created the uh, tagline for them. Their tagline was "We make it easy," which says nothing in addition to being Permanently boring, um, and so you know I suggested after noodling with this, you know, the easy way home. I really like that. I think it's also a real good fit for that kind of warm, 
friendly, inviting vibe. So, um, and scrolling down, well, this is front cover, of course, and scrolling down, uh, first open spread. This is also a gatefold, just like that parent approved schools is a gatefold. Um, I decided to have some fun with this, and working with small companies like they were, it's often easier to have fun with stuff. Big companies, they will, they will legal out, they will unlegal or put apply legal to everything and, and take all the fun out of it, which you do, any creativity. Um, but I decided to um, focus on those things that everybody hears as consumers. Our company's committed delivering to beers, customer service. Our job's not to, you know, skeptical. As you go down, you know, we don't blame you. Most mortgage companies live in the same old height. About the only thing that reinvented is the artist slinging the you-know-what, you know. So it's like you can have some fun with, you know, with, with some of this. So it's chatty, conversational. And again, this is kind of a this is a B to C business to consumer product, so you can be a little more um, casual. Like that. So, and then I actually took a couple pictures of what this thing looked like, just so you could get a sense of the construction of it. So you can see the front cover, you can see it, the you know inside spread, and then that's with the the two gates closed. Um, if you scroll down, and then the next one, of course, is the two gates open. Uh, and then this is a close-up, uh, also a bad scan, but good enough. Uh, this is a close-up of the interior spread, and uh, and they had a very different approach to the closing process than most companies. And we broke it down into three parts, and you have the process, and then you have the benefit. So these, this is the benefit of doing our approach. The way we do, so set them apart. So you know, I suggested this as a way to um, organize and order, you know, uh, a, a, a good amount of information that we had to convey. And the, and the designer's design was great because it, you know, it, it with colors and bars and you know, all that, screened in numbers. It, it, you know, it made it easy to, you know, grasp it all. Okay, here's the process, you know, application first process and close it. So, you know, it, 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 was a, it was a very effective piece. Uh, and again, um, I think it's a good example of building a case for, for a particular product or service. So, questions? Okay. I've just, I've Stunned you in silence. Did they, uh, did they, this is Joy, did they give you this copy? This is a lot of copy, or did you write all this? Uh, yeah, this you, was basically, they didn't give me the copy, no, but it was, we would go, okay, tell me about the application process. No, 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 okay, tell me why, you know, mm -hmm. your way is better, okay? Mm -hmm. Well, we could do this, this, and this. You know, okay, all right, now let's get to the process part. Tell me why your process, you know, what, what do you, what physically do you do? Okay, and, and that's the yellow part. Tells them exactly what's going to happen. There we are uh -huh. back to that how-to stuff now. And then, okay, why is your way better? Oh, well, because we, you know, we, we explain the credit report, there's less paperwork, that's your processing, da 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 Say a little more about that, you know. Okay, so we give you a little more detail. And then the close the same thing. So it's just a matter of asking the right questions to get the right information. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, and um, so it it, uh, it it turned out pretty well. So. Okay, I'm going to keep blazing on here. Now, this is an ancient piece. <laughs> so ancient that that little white bar up top, I didn't even want you to see how ancient this thing is. Um, now, and I just, I've always liked this piece. Now, now this first page, you think, you really like this first page? Well, this was the before, okay? This was a company that serviced libraries. And, you know, it, there's, nothing, there's nothing modern or contemporary about this piece at all. But, again, the point is to show structure. This, this, country, this company serviced, uh, like, uh, libraries and schools, the audio, audiovisual department of those entities. And it was a place that those entities could go to order, you know, their their DVDs and CDs and you know whatever. Okay, so and this for, and this this before you can look at it. It's it's a mess. It's you don't know where you, your eyes don't know where to go. There's some there are some good um, highlights and some good features and benefits in here, but they're they're basically buried. You know, there's this pointless photo <laughs> down here that takes up 40% of the page. I mean, what is the point of showing your, your office building? I mean, there's, there's, there's no point. I mean, it accomplishes nothing. Okay? So, so we, um, you know, I went in and with a designer and I pulled it out, you know, and this is in a conversation. Okay, what are the things that you want people to know? Well, we have guaranteed financial price. Well, if you go up to the first version, it's like it's buried in there somewhere, you know. Free shipping and handling. It's all these legends. Go to ladies like Okay. And and then you open it up and then you know everything is inside. But I, I was mainly trying to just give you a sense of uh, taking some hot buttons turning it into readable, scannable items. Okay? And then finally, um, we um, turned it into a mail piece. The other one was, you know, they folded up, stick it in an envelope. And literally, the savings by turning this into a mail piece, the savings on the first mailing of this paid for the project. So, so we were kind of heroes to, in their eyes. Um, Okay, again, it's kind of a throwaway example, but I, I've always liked it. This kind of takes, goes from, you know, bad and disorganized to much more. Okay, now this thing down here, forgive, it says into their world. That's a headline for the next section. It wasn't a place to, to put it, but I wanted to, um, I wanted to uh, kind of give you a sense of what the next section was. Okay. Um, by Into Their World, I'm talking about writing where you, you get into um, a client's world, or in this case, you know, the client I'm writing for gets into their client's world and writes you know, something that really resonates. So let's look at this first one. This was um, a company called Telebox. They had doctor-patient communication uh, software, so things that could automatically dial people for line of appointments. People could call in on their phone, put a pin in, check their test results. You know, it was, it was that 
is the prospect here? Who's the audience? Well, doctors, okay? So doctors are going to get this piece. Well, actually not. The first, pers first people who are going to get it are the office managers. Ah, okay, the office managers. So what's an office manager's life like? Okay. Well, they, you know, they blah, 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 blah. And I think I even, they think they even got me in touch with an office manager. I could talk, you know, I had a 10-minute conversation. That's all it took. What do you, you know, what do you deal with? You know, one of, one of their clients. Point being that, yeah, doctors would make a decision, but the office manager is the first one to see it. And if they didn't like it, the doctor was never going to see it. Okay? So I said, after listening to this office manager talk, I sat down and I wrote this little thing. You have a simple job, right? Sure. Let's see. Just increase practice, go to this decrease notion, reduce front office workload, and boost overall administrative business. Oh, and build strong relationships with patients, for starters. Well, imagine products and improve and all that, blah, blah, blah. And finally, it's a mission to make your life easier and make you look good. Oh, people love to look good. <laughs> So, what have I done here? It's like uh, sarcasm. I'm sorry? A little sarcasm there. Well, threw in the oh, front definitely, there. definitely a little sarcasm, but that was intentional. It was kind of mm -hmm. like, you know, yeah, right. Yeah, I got a simple job. Yeah, sure I do. Yeah. So, and I just gave it all back to them so that they immediately get that this company gets them, understands the world they deal with, understands their day-to-day -day challenges, whatever. And that's the best way to get someone's attention. So once they, once they understand that you get them, they're going to be much more receptive. And then you can go into Okay? So, um, and somewhere I have the original brochure, like the one before. It was a typical, we do this, we do this, we do this, we do this. Can I ask you a quick question? Who was it your idea to say go, you know, target the office staff? Because I think a lot of these things would possibly try to target the doctor. Right. No, it was my idea because you know we got to talking and and because they said yeah it's uh, it's actually the office manager sees it first. Well then let's talk to the office. Mm -hmm. And they're like interesting. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. So so sometimes you have to dig a little deeper and find out the you know the order. That the things happen. So, um, and you may not even have to interview somebody. You know, they may know their business well enough to be able to say, "Oh, well, an office manager's job is to remove." Thank uh, you. But, but you're yeah, but you're really trying to get their attention first. This next piece, um, this is a company that makes compression garments. Uh, it's med specialty medical apparel. So. Um, you know, you ladies out there, you probably know what I'm talking about. It's not that you've ever had to done, but you, it's, it's what it's the clothes that you wear after elective surgery, like respondentation or liposuction or whatever. And actually, you know, men can you know get this stuff too. So it, it's kind of like stretchy material that kind of keeps everything together and healing, you know, through the process. So. Um, and, and incidentally, you see on the on the right side the tagline that we came up with, which we had a little fun with that. Here's a here's a 
lift and enhance your practice. <laughs> um, and uh, they, they, you know, if it was a bigger company, they might not have had the the uh, the cojones to to go, you know, kind of fun like this. Um, but um, but they did, and uh, and this was for a catalog. Okay, so in this one, we were talking to Doc. I made clear that that I knew that. And so this opening paragraph here on this inside spread, so it opens up the cover, and this is the first thing they say. Surgery takes several hours. Recovery can often mean several weeks. Choose the wrong compression garments, and who ultimately takes the heat? You and your practice. The solution, Rainy Compression Essentials. The Rainy will get a product that supports your work, drive a far smoother pace and post-op experience, and make you and your practice look very, very good. Sound familiar? <laughs> I don't I don't mind using the same line in two places because human beings love to make, be made to look good. So if you can tell someone we're going to make you look good, and that's where the lift and enhance your practice came. Use these products, and we're going to make you look good, and it's going to, it's going to help build your practice. It's just that we had fun with the lift and enhance. So. Okay, questions? You all fall asleep out there. Still there. Um, love, that, love that cover. <laughs> okay. Just, you know, just breathe every now and then. Okay. Um, this next uh, this next one, we're actually going to see this same sample in a different context uh, later. This is a company, this is a capabilities piece for a company that made materials handling equipment. Uh, specifically, in this case, it was baggage handling. So, uh, so probably at this point, seven or eight hundred of baggage handling installations at the airports around the world uh, are created by this company. This is a this is actually a Dutch company, and this was their first piece for the North American market. And they decided they wanted they needed to get a an American writer to to, to write copy, which is smart because most of the European stuff is very formal and stiff and stodgy and and more features are so, um, and so this first page um, is what I'm talking about here. It's like we, we had a conversation with them, get, get the hot buttons, get into the world of their client, and airport baggage handling system. Your airport baggage, your airport baggage, vast and complex undertaking, one that demands solution drift. The issues that matter most, cost, and blah 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 blah. What if you just knew your? That's what they call it, hold baggage. Screening business industry vernacular. What if you just knew, you know, your whole bag of screening inflation would be done right, on time, on budget, and with no surprise? Not just because the company told you so, et cetera, et cetera. So we're talking to the things that matter most to the company. Reliability. And this delivering certainty, we're going to be talking about that in a minute. That was a theme that I came up with that ended up running throughout the whole piece. The whole idea was, we're not selling you baggage handling, we're selling you certainty. And for people in this business, that's golden. They want to know that, you know, if, if things happen when they say they're going to happen, that means everything. Okay? All right. We are done with number two. Let us jump to three. Any questions? Okay, speaking of themes, here we are, here we're going to get into some themes. 
Um, yeah, might as well segue right into this. Okay, so themes allow you to create a thread that runs through a piece and that allows you to um, basically keep the you know the reader reading and and relate everything to a common common idea. And again, in this case, uh, I came up with this idea of delivering certainty. Now, what's interesting is that I showed these folks a brochure that I had done for a, a, a commercial construction company, and we had come up with a uh, a, a tagline for them, which was building certainty. And because they were completely different industries, and we just reused it. You know, there was no problem with doing that, and they knew that uh, that the theme was coming from another one. So, um, and in this case, it, it worked perfectly. It was exactly what they were looking for. And as you go through the piece, you scroll down here. Um, you know what? What next? What would that kind of certainty be worth? You know, what does it mean for me? And then you've got project management, delivering project management services. Then you've got security screening services, delivering security services, delivering control certainty, and then finally delivering total project certainty. So, and and again, these are things that are important to somebody. It's not hard to figure out what those things are. But a client may not often be used to thinking about it in those terms. They, you know, they just want to tell everything about their company. And you're there saying, not so fast. We'll get to that. <laughs> so let's do this one step at a time. Okay? Questions? Okay. Um, next one is an annual report that I did for the St. Vincent and Paul Society, one of the chapters. Don't you love that cover picture? That is just adorable. So, so in, in conversation, um, and, and by the way, um, let, me, let me give you two minutes on how this project unfolded. I'm sitting on, on a friend's boat in the summertime, uh, and I get into this conversation with this woman who I know socially. That's the only way I know her. You know, and I know her pretty well. And, you know, and, you know, I don't even know what you do. Oh, I'm, you know, marketing manager or communications director for um, St. Vincent of Paul Society. Oh, oh, really? That's really cool. What, what do you do? I'm a freelance marketing copywriter. And I write stuff. And she goes, interesting. We're in the process of, you know, creating a new uh, annual report for a company, and boom, 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 it, it, uh, that's how it unfolded. So don't forget to tell your social friends what you do. Now don't, you know, become irritating about it, but, you know, um, don't miss an opportunity if someone brings something up to let them know. So she brought me into the quote. It was I was up against two other, um, I and my graphic designer, by the way, the same graphic designer, some of the other people who have um, um, the agency, uh, oh, what, one, one was an agency that specialized in not-for-profits, not another one was solo copywriting. Um, the agency, they didn't like some of their samples, and there were, apparently there was something abrasive about one of the people. And the solo practitioner, the reason why they, they didn't go with her was because her price was too low. 
you're dealing with a particular caliber of client, if you're too low, they're going to say, this makes me nervous, okay? I went in, met with them first. They got my designer involved. And when it came time to deliver a proposal, I took a gamble, mainly because I knew Mary and I figured, you know, we had a little rapport. I took a gamble and asked if we could deliver our proposal in person. Everybody else would just email us theirs. They said yes. We kept it to 10 minutes as we promised. They loved my designer. It was actually the first time they had met them. And we landed the deal. Um, and taking that kind of initiative was also my way of showing them that I could take ownership of the project. So, um, so anyway, that's how it unfolded. And in talking with them in our meetings where we kind of got all the information they wanted to share, I kept, it, it, I got the sense that they offered more than other charities. And the first thing was the fact that like 86% of donations went to services. And that's a big deal. Um, and it is a big deal for me as someone who donates to charity to know that 86% so we scroll down here. Welcome to more. And I suggested this, you know, and then based on the theme, we built the whole thing around it. You know, more means more impact, more people serve. And then you scroll down to the pages. More serve. And I had a little fun with it. Enough to fill four stadiums. We're talking more than 200,000 people. 212,000 people. But you say enough to fill four stadiums, and that gives you, wow. You know, 200,000 is just the number. People like get to like get their arms around. So let me start thinking four stadiums full. Then more money to services, and that was of course the first thing that, that caught my eye. About. More than just volunteers. More than handouts. More more skills taught. More than just the poor. More than just Catholics. That was the one of those things. People, you know, it was like where? How do these rumors start? It is only for Catholics. You know, not true. Uh, you know, more of a difference. Okay. So, and and they they called me. You know, a few weeks after they mailed it out, they said, you know, we're getting calls from people saying this is the first annual report I've ever read from start to finish. So, but that's what a theme can do is it it it, it pulls people through because they want to see what the next step is. And it and in this case, more keeps driving home the point that uh, this company uh, this. This entity, uh, my my donation dollars are going to go far. Thank you. Okay. All right. Any questions on that? All right. And then the and then the final um, one under themes here. <laughs> this is a funny story. This was a printing company. It was actually the printing company that my graphic designer uses a lot, and they needed a brochure. And I showed them the say this is a pole brochure. And the Vanderbonda brochure on the, the uh, baggage handling with theme, and they said, We want one just like that. <laughs> so it was like, Okay. So we <laughs> sat down and, like, what's the word that we're going to use, or what's the theme? And we came up with absolutely. And uh, absolutely is a great word. You know, it's, it's a lot of conviction, you know, certainty, passion, you know. Whatever. Now, I would have gone with a slightly different font. It's kind of like, you know, Declaration of Independence font, uh, but it's a little hard to read. But this piece actually turned out gorgeous, if you can use the word gorgeous to describe a piece of marketing material. But uh, it, it really is. Um, and uh, and we just went through every step of their, 
they're offering in, in the meeting we had and, you know, what is it you want to convey to people? Well, absolutely evolving, absolutely prepared, absolutely end-to-end, meaning they take a project from start to finish. Um, absolutely cutting edge, absolutely proofed, covered, flexible, professional, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, uh, and then, for finally, absolutely comprehensive. So, uh, but it really came out beautifully healthy. It's a printing company. It should come out beautiful. <laughs> they can pull out all this stuff and make it beautiful. So, but again, this is something that just keeps, you know, do you, you see how a, how a reader could just be drawn through something like that? I <clears throat> Yeah, I think it's. I think it's. Hi, Peter. It's Mary Ellen. I think it's. It's great the way you you took just you you leveraged the idea of something simple. You know, just more certainty. Absolutely, they're they're very they're very broad themes in a way, but right. there's things that you could use over and over again. Right, and and you and you're right. You have to come up with something simple that people get instantly. Uh, that they can apply to everything, and, and because you know people aren't really reading this stuff; they're just scanning, so and giving 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 them the ability to scan. So, uh, so yeah, that was that was a cool thing. I like showing that. So, okay, let's move on here, um, and let's get into stories. There's a lot of them here, so I'm, I'm not going to spend too much time on each one. But please review this stuff. You you're welcome to download these samples. To your site, to your own computer, and uh, and you'll have them forever. So um, this was this first one was for a high-level consulting firm. So a big company who's deciding to make a couple hundred million dollar acquisition, and they want to know all the ins and outs. Will hire this company to do an exhaustive, you know, because you know. Giving them fifty thousand uh, dollars is better than spending two hundred million and finding out if that's that. So, um, and so here is these little box stories here. Um, these were actual stories. Stories can be either actual with no names, or they can be made up. Um, and you're going to see some of both here. So these were actual. Um, so pipeline company was seeking to finance a major new installation, but needed verify the pipeline capacity, blah, 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 blah. And they tell what their solution was. So for each of these things, and there were several pages of these, so I think there was four or six or eight stories in all, um, gave some some uh, stories. What what do, what do stories what do stories like this do as a, to you as a reader? What what impact does it have on you? Well, I think, I think it, it legitimizes. Yeah, it legitimizes. It gives you a chance to test drive, like, ah, so this is how, you know, this is a, a real world. Each one is a real world scenario, whether it's fictitious or not, um, that shows the, you know, in essence, the product or service use. And, uh, and that, that's far more um, interesting than just, you know, a list of, you know, what we do. So, okay. Televox, the one we just looked at. Here's another one. You know, we get past that first thing where, you know, office producers and all that. This was one of their products, LabCall. Okay. So, you know, 
some copy that explains it, some uh, a bullet list of the features, and then in different color in italics, after a cholesterol screen last week, Mr. Johnson left with a lab called the Minor Card, complete results available today. Boom, boom, boom. It tells, it gives someone a chance, oh, okay, I see how this works. So it gives them a chance to kind of test drive. So can you see how that is as if not more effective than the first two paragraphs together? The first two paragraphs kind of give effects on it, but then the last one says how it's working so much. Same thing with the next one. You've got two on this page. Uh, inbox, you know, uh, boom, 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 it's 930, and Mrs. Wilson is saying, Bill, this is a place for invoice. Next one is for um, UPS. Actually, this is one I did for uh, Canada uh, a million years ago. And um, then there was three, two or three pages of these products that they were. This was a full-line brochure uh, or capability brochure. Early Express AM, 8 o'clock, the story. It's late Tuesday morning, Eastern Branch. Head office calls. Remember the presentation schedule on Friday? Well, it's been moved. Tomorrow morning, 8.30. I need those slides in the morning, early. 10.30 is too late. Okay, boom. Ah, okay, that's where I see. Sonic Air, the story. It's late morning. One of your best customer calls. Frantic, a key machine. Blah, 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 blah. So it explains how you would use Sonic Air. And then the last one is, the last line of that is, um, think he'll remember you the next time the competition comes to call? <laughs> so you want to sell them on. You do this, and you're going to build customer loyalty. I have, a, I guess, a general question about when you're sharing these stories. Are you always trying to show, um, like, a before and after, almost like a transformation? No, well, not, in, not in this one. Not in okay. These. These, these are just, this is how the product would, product or service is being used in real life. Mm-hmm. You know, so, um, you know, there, there may be a before and after in some cases on some product, but not on you know, not necessarily on the story. It could be. You're right. Mm-hmm. Could be. I actually, there is one brochure that I'm, I, I'm thinking of right now where I, I told a story of the old way that it's done and then a story about the new way that it's done, um, that it could be done. And as a matter of, you know, as a matter of fact, that's a good, you're, 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 we'll get to one, okay? Okay. Um, all right. Um, the next one is the one I did for Bell South a million years ago. And this was, this piece was an internal piece where their own customer service representatives to give them a sense of what it's like from the customer side. So um, I suggested the idea of virtual moments of truth. In, in the service world, there is a concept called moments of truth. It's first elucidated, I think, in the book, uh, Service America, I think. Um, you know, it was like there are moments where you can make or break a relationship customer, right? And so if you, if you empower your frontline people, whether it's someone on the phone or someone on the front desk or whatever, um, to make sure someone has a good experience, then you can really lock that in for, for a long time. And so I came up, I actually came up with the idea of virtual moments of truth, which means things that happen independent of a person. So a person gets a mail and they're making a decision. So this is a whole story. And again, I don't want to go into it all here, but this is a whole story. Um, you know, every day in so many ways, we as team members have the opportunity to build loyalty. That's talking to them and then in a customer's own world. So I'm opening my mail. I see this direct mail. First of all, truth one. 
flyer from Bell South. Da, 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 da. So I call, and then the next day I catch this on TV, and the next thing I get, so it tells, it, it, it gives them a sense of how, you know, the process is going to be unfold from the other person's point of view, and helps them be better at the job than to realizing what is at stake. Okay. Um, Jessica, was it you that just asked a question about the before and after? And uh, no, I think that was Jennifer. Yes, Jennifer. Is, okay. Yeah, Jennifer. Sorry. Yep. Okay. All right. So this next one, and you're gonna to have to forgive me because this um, this was an early mock-up of a, of a web page for a company that basically aggregated group insurance contracts. So your Home Depot, you need to get a group insurance contract for all your contract for all your employees. You go to a broker that handles these kinds of transactions. What this company does is it offers those brokers a way to send out 25 RFPs at once, not just four or five or whatever. So it aggregates the process and streamlines the process. So what we originally started out with was where it says who we are and why and what we do differently. It, it, it ended up being, for a while anyway, and that's kind of a sad PS is that like a new manager came in and they got rid of everything we wrote. But oh well, that happened. It was the present, and they scroll down to the, the actual copy, because pages don't exist anymore. Um, and on that first home page, it was discover proven system for negotiating group insurance contracts, contracts when it's making faster, easier, superior market coverage, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then you've got the present, and you've got a scenario, how they're doing it now. Comes to you for help in negotiating group policy after determining their needs and appropriate parameters. Your staff begins the shopping process, individually contacting each other. I mean, you can just tell this fine, intensive process. How much more business could you land if you had greater RFP capacity? And if someone else was handling all the round and round. So not only do they send out the RFPs, but they handle the responses they get back. So, and then you've got the future. After determining the client's policy needs, and then if they paint this wonderful picture of the future um, and how easy it can be for them and how much more profitable it can be as a result. So, so yes, in answer to your question, yes, it can sometimes be a, a story can be a before and after. So, um, so that's good. Now, this is another, as, as we went through each of the, the param, each of the offerings that this company offered, in other words, they can negotiate contracts in the area of Life and disability, uh, stop loss, dental. Um, what was the last one? Uh, oh, uh, physician or, or pharmaceutical stuff. And here was another one where, look at the first one, the one that's uh, life and disability, life and DI. You know. And then underneath that, here's what makes Jack, who runs a small mid-sized employee benefits advisory firm, very happy. IBX can quickly get RFPs in the hands of the so again, it's a story, it's a made-up story about someone named Jack who is in their client pool, okay? And then I suggested, to make it easier and scannable, pulling out one line from this copy, otherwise it would just be this massive copy, and highlight. And I pulled, pulled out the line that I thought was, you know, most powerful. IBX can quickly get RFPs into the hands of, 25 carriers at once, level market coverage, you'd never be able to 
things on the table. That's going to speak to somebody, right? And then the next one, uh, now with IBX in her corner, she can stay competitive even in a rarely quick, especially like stop loss. So if someone's saying, well, I don't get calls for this kind of insurance too often, but now I can offer it, you know? Then the next one, when IBX is analyticals, analysts reveal a far smaller network requiring employees to drive much farther to access in network than it to give that quote real world context. So point being here that you use our our service and we drill down to a uh, to a to a deeper level and give people give, gives people more context for that actual quote. So um, and same thing for the last one. So Am I going too fast here? Do I feel like I'm, do you guys feel like I'm just like bulldozing you here? <laughs> I feel like I'm moving really quickly, but I, I really want to cover a lot of ground. Are we okay? Yeah, I, and just a I'm, quick question. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, th this last example, the IBX, that was all web web copy? Yes, it was. Okay. Yes, it was. And and don't do it now, but if you go up to that mock-up homepage and you mouse over the actual IBX logo, uh, it'll take you to what's there currently, which is kind of sad. I mean, it's really pathetic is what it is. Uh, there's nothing there. It is, there. It's like a shell of a site. It's kind of like, you know, you, hey, that happens sometimes and often a lot, you know, where you write stuff, you get paid, you know, you might even get a decent sample you can show somebody, but then it, then it all changes. Because so, um, I went there the other day just to see if it was still there. So, And the, the, the next one here is, um, this was actually one for my nonprofit clients. And they had a client that um, is called the Foundation Center. And um, what they do every year, there's this event called Foundation on the Hill, and their the representatives from nonprofits go to Capitol Hill and basically lobby their legislators to let them know all of the good works that 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 uh, these foundations are doing in their state as a way to say, hey, remember us in your budgets, okay? So. I ended up doing this, this, this foundation, the Foundation Center is a regional organization, a southern organization. It's 11 states involved. So I created 11 pages. Um, these, are, these are front and back, and these first three are the front, and then the last, uh, the last one of the produced file is the back. So the back was standard, or maybe it was the other way around, whatever. Um, it doesn't matter, but the back was standard, so on every page for all of the states, it was the same, but then you have these individual ones. So I would, I was um, charged with contacting, and they had already picked out a foundation that was doing good work, um, and I was to contact them and get a story from them. And I suggested, you scroll all the way down to the bottom, I suggested, uh, this is a letter questionnaire I created to be sent out by the client to the different state agency reps to get their input. It was designed to hasten and streamline the process of collecting the content I needed while making that content more uniform, all of which would make my job easier. The point I, the reason why we did this was because 
we were running out of time. We had like 10 days to get all this done. And I said, I try to, you know, do 10 interviews on the phone, trying to reach 10 people, and they agree. So, um, so I wrote this letter that is coming from them to these people, basically saying, hey, you need to get this done, and here's what we need you to do, okay? And the question, and this is on the last page, um, can you, not, not about the whole file, but can you briefly share a story of a project undertaken by a specific nonprofit that your foundation funded and which had a local impact? And then they provide the following details. And so based on all that input, I then created the individual little story. So under Virginia, it was the spotlight story, feeding hungry minds and bodies. It's just a paragraph. And then um, the next one, Louisiana, just a paragraph. And Alabama just... Um, that's all I had to do on this, just these 11 stories. And I think this job was um, about a $2,800 job when it was all said and done because it was a little more time-intensive than it might appear. Um, but all in all, I, it, it worked out really well. But, but it'll give this, this, along with that letter, will give you a sense. Sometimes you say, hey, let me write this letter that you're going to send to them so that they know exactly what's going to happen how it's going to happen, what they need to do, and that they need to do it. Um, and, um, and they love the idea, and it, and it came off really well. Um, so if I could ask you, just to clarify, so what you're saying, you sent out the letter, and what you got in response was what you used just in that paragraph at the, um, at the top of each of the pages? Okay, and then they provided all of the other stats and everything. Right. Okay. All I had to do. I didn't have to do anything else, and I certainly didn't have to design it. So. Okay. Uh, so that was that was all. But uh, but that was the important thing, and that was the lead thing. That was the thing that really mm -hmm. made it, made it. And and you know these people had an incentive to do this because otherwise they didn't have a sheet to take with. So this was this was a sheet that they were taking to to hand their you know representatives and staff and all that. Okay. So um so they had they had the incentive. To comply. Okay, and the last one in this section is um, questions to ask, um, and this is um, this is a device that can be very useful. This was a, a company that made security systems, actually, like protecting <clears throat> homes, house, uh, businesses, commercial properties, whatever. And um, by including this thing, the 10 questions you need to ask of any security provider and why. Now, if you're reading this, what, what would you think if you saw that? What does that accomplish? I mean, I think as, as a customer, it's basically saying, you're getting all your questions answered that you could possibly have and maybe some things that you wouldn't have thought of in the first place. It's covering all the bases. Right, right. And what it's doing is you're setting yourself up as a good guy because you're saying, in essence, um, you're kind of pulling the lid off the industry and you're saying, um, this is how this thing really works. So these are the questions to ask and make sure they're being answered a certain way, okay? Now, obviously, you're steering those questions towards the things 
that that company does best. Okay, you're not going to go out of your way to, um, but in this case, they really did everything better than than their competition. Uh, well, or or it was questions they wanted to know, and this company um, showed up better, looked better in all of these different points. But you set yourself up as the good guy, willing to be honest about how the business works. And it's kind of a takeaway in a sense. There's, if you go to the next one, this was on Rainy from the, the Congression Essential site. Um, and you see right there under the, the, the top part, it says, before you buy, seven questions you need to ask of any compression department. So I suggested the same thing. And uh, unfortunately, they, they, this is still on the site. If you go to rainy, um, rainyware.com, you'll still see this. But they've shortened the answers so that they all appear on the page, on the main page. Here I had little jump links for each one. At Rainy More, you know, design, you know. And, and I, and I broke, it, broke it up in just the right way to be intriguing so that they would want to jump to it. I think it was a little pop-up window that came up. Um, but, um, but notice what we say on the side. At Rainy, we want your healing experience without other patients faster, better, and more comfortable, regardless of which garment provider you choose. Sure, we'd be honored to have your business, but whoever you choose, make sure they deliver the results you so, um, so in essence, it's saying, we, you know, we'd love to have your business, but we want to make sure that you have a good experience regardless of who you choose. So these are the questions you need to know. Well, that sets you up as a credible good guy. And that can be that's a very it can be a very effective um, credibility build. So, okay, any questions? Um, we are about out of time here. Um, we're gonna have a busy <laughs> we're gonna have a busy session next time. I don't. I, I would. If we had ten minutes more, I would jump it in the next. But uh, uh, we're not. We don't really have the time. So, uh, so let's let's. Uh, I'll tell you what. Let's. Well, I think we started. I don't know if this recording goes past two hours, but uh, we, we've been at it two hours, and that's that's enough for anybody. <laughs> so, uh, any questions before we um, adjourn for the? Um, for the day. I'm good. Okay. And um, it's probably going to be, it'll be a, probably a few hours until I send out a post-call email with a link to the recording. Because a call, calls of this length, it takes about an hour and a half for them to really process it for you know, on the site and downloadable. So, um, um, so just look for that probably, you know, after five or even close to six. Okay. So, next call we will be talking about direct mail. We will be talking about white papers, case studies, sales letters, landing pages. We'll uh, and we may we may go over again. And if you can't stay. That's fine. I understand. Uh, and if you can, um, that's great. But regardless, you always have to you always have to record. So um, hopefully this has been useful. Hopefully not too rushed. 
but I really did want to give you as much, uh, you know, give you a body of work that you can um, that you can refer to again and again. So. I'm great. Okay. Thank you, Peter. All right. Thank you. See you guys on Friday. Thank All right. See you Friday. Bye. Thanks, Peter. Bye. Bye. Peter, bye-bye. Buddy. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.